You are listening to the Express Truth Show with my man Mark Hamilton. So stay lucky, is it? Yo, Anderson 100, West Side in the Midlands. And there's only one place I go when I want to know the real spill on some real situations. Express Truth Show. Follow us on Instagram at Express Truth Show. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, people. It's the Express Truth Show, making Thursdays great again. Shout out to all the Patreon, Spotify crew, iTunes crew, Mixcloud crew. Now, first and foremost, before we get started this week, I want to say welcome to all the new Patreons. And when you get onto the actual Patreon page, go back in the archive. We've got a, a lot of stuff on there, man. There's so much stuff. So go back in the archive and and look for some of the, the older stuff that we've done. So, I mean, we're uploading at the minute every other day on Patreon. So go back and check that out. Another thing, Patreons, definitely start taking advantage of the, the lens feature. That is something that we will be using a lot more and creating a lot more conversation on there. So, yeah, man, um, we're fresh off the back of the Black Lives Matter Birmingham, UK protest. And that's the reason why this show has been a day late this week. So, big shout out to everyone who let us know it was a day late. And um, big shout out, man. It, it means a lot anyway that people are waiting for the show. See what I'm saying? But... Before we go any further, let me introduce my co-host, Stephen. What's going on, man? Yo, man, I'm there, man. I'm there, I'm there. Yeah, people, a day late this week due to you, man's being a being at and being a part of the march yesterday and the protesting, man. So I hope you can. Well, I know you can forgive us, man, because it wasn't without you, cause you get me. But we're gonna make up for it today, man. It's gonna be an interesting show. Most definitely. And um, just before we even get into the the show i just want to say the march was a it was a big success um everybody represented the city well there was a lot of people out there um literally 
as we're talking right now, we got our video uploading as we're talking now. We didn't get to do what we wanted to do. It wasn't that organized there to be able to, you know, be a proper press outfit there. But the video that we did do is uploading as we speak. And that we get, you'll see whatever's going on on there. So, yeah, man, shout out to everyone who recognized the Express Truth as well. It's definitely much appreciated, man, because this is definitely our home city. So anytime we're in the city centre and a man says, yo, Express Truth, <laughs> it's definitely a big thing. So, um, all right, let's start the show like this, man. A few weeks ago, I made a video out of the visuals we did. You know, we done like two visuals each. And I one of my topics was black Instagram comedians making a joke of Rastafarian culture. And I feel very passionate about this. And it's not just Rastafarian culture. It's also black culture, like black British street culture. A lot of Instagram comedians, black Instagram comedians, think it's funny to make jokes out of those cultures. Like, you know, we, we, we say names today. So we're talking about people like Big Shaq. We're talking about people like, I don't even know these other guys' names, but the main one for me was Big Shaq. There's a couple other guys, I don't know their name. I swear I don't know their name that do it. But they make a lot of jokes out of like black culture. And in turn, what it does, I've always said this, why I feel so strongly about this, because it hurts us. Because the street culture is only a small part of who we are. So I was saying this yesterday on the journey back to our car going home from the protest that we all dress in the same sort of clothes. So we like we wear the same sort of clothes. So if one man's wearing a jacket that I'm wearing, to the outsiders, they just look at us as everyone being the same. So when they look at Big Shaq, they just look at all of us like Big Shaq. So if you travel to a certain place, they think you talk like him or you're illiterate like him or you're you know what they would call a, a, a quote unquote roadman like him so that's why i say that we know that these things are a part of our culture but when these type of comedians get pushed to the forefront that hurts us and now the reason why i'm talking about that is because keith lemon most of you know him as Keith Lemon, but his actual name is um, Lee Francis, has came out and issued an apology for his portrayal, his over-portrayal of black celebrities during the mid-2000s on a show called Bow Selector. A lot of you may not remember it. I remember it. It was called Bowl Selector. And I just want to play what Lee Francis had to say before we continue with the conversation. So let's hear what Lee Francis had to say. Hi, um, my name is Lee Francis. I play a character called Keith Lemon on television. Um, 
it's been a weird few days. It's been a weird few days. I've sat and thought about things and what I could post um, to try and help things. Uh, back in 2002, I did a show called Bo Selector. I portrayed um, many black people uh, back then. I didn't think anything about it. Um, people didn't say anything. And I'm not going to blame other people. Um, I'll just keep it on. Well, um, I've been talking to some people and I didn't realise how offensive it was back then. And I just want to apologise. Um, you know, I just want to say sorry for any upset I caused. Um, whether I was Michael Jackson, Craig David, Trisha Goddard, all, all people that I'm a big fan of. And um, I guess we're all on a learning journey. And um, hi. So I really want you to think about the effect that this has on young black kids. You finally have a role model that you can look up to, or role models that you can look up to, and they are ridiculed, made it a joke. It makes you suddenly feel self-conscious about your own features. It gave white kids permission to bully me based on race and based on my features. Um, you know, there's no dressing that up. That's racism. To have white kids come up in my face and just go bumbleclat or rice and pea, rice and pea. I think what one of the worst things was initially when he put up these Black Lives Matters posts, you know, me and my sister were looking through the comments and they were overwhelmingly, and when I say overwhelmingly, I'm saying 95%, um, why Black Lives Matters, all lives matter, human lives matter. Then as soon as me and my sister and my mum post, suddenly my mum's post is blocked and deleted immediately. And then... All the comments are banned from from those two pages. So I really want you to think... Okay, so people, you've got an idea of what's actually going on. And before I bring you in, Stephen, I just want to say this. Keith Lemon wasn't someone that I actually thought about, but now looking into it, because I didn't watch Bow Selector. I knew what it was, but I didn't watch it. And looking at it now, I see why people were offended. Now, my whole thing is this, and I want us to talk about it all today. My whole thing is this. I look at Keith Lemon and Ali G, and Ali G is the one that hurt me personally because I feel what that young lady was saying because that's what people used to do in my school, but they used to do it under the, the, the banner of Ali G. So a man would come up to you and say, like, is it because I is black or, you know, crack jokes? And I ain't got, I'm, I gotta be real, I ain't got a big sense of humor when it comes to things like, I haven't, I haven't got, a, I haven't got a sense of humor with that. Like, I haven't, trust me, especially me of them days, I didn't find that stuff funny because I, I'm very, very concerned with, you know, people taking, making um, comical jokes out of my culture. So, based on that, and trust me, the Ali G character, he knows that that character was offensive. So when I look at someone like that and I say to myself, look how far he's gone in his career. And I know a lot of people were back and forth with me, but I stand by what I said. He never made fun of his own culture. The only time he did that was when he was trying to provoke change for his culture. Do you see what I mean? Now, if you want me to elaborate on that, what I'm trying to say is, Ali G would, would play a character who hated Jews, but ultimately the character who hated the Jews was the one who looked stupid. You see what I'm saying? 
it was never like making fun of anything Jews did. Whereas these black Instagram comedians, most of them are broke anyway. Let's keep it real. Most of them are broke. They're trying to just get fame. Make fun of things like Rastafarian culture, which I've said it on Patreon and I'll say it on the, on the podcast right now. Rastafarian culture to a Jamaican person, to a Jamaican, you know, your family's Jamaican. You, if you're of Jamaican heritage, even if your dad isn't Rasta, that culture is very important to you. Very, very, that taught a lot of, there was a lot of negative things in that as well. But for the most part, that taught a lot of things to our fathers. That saved a lot of our fathers. Imagine if our fathers grew up in the time that we're growing up in now, or these youths are growing up in now. Rasta was teaching love. You look at like someone like Bob Marley, you look at all these other artists, Dennis Brown, you name it, you name it. All of these people were heavily influenced by Rasta and the message of love, what Rasta preached, saved a lot of black British men at the time, first generation Jamaican men who otherwise would have been doing God knows what. And that was a good defense mechanism against things like Teddy boys, like North Man are running around here. Like my dad was on the front line in all them places when mans couldn't even go town. So when I see these black boys who most of them, they're not even Jamaican, they're like from like Trinidad or Barbados or somewhere, and they're making fun of like Rasta. It's not funny. And then even when I look at someone like, say, I know he's not big or nothing, but I'm calling his name, Ashley Inks, who's got that character. But then I look at his lifestyle and I'm like, yo. We should be laughing at you because you don't you don't live you're not living like how moving forward, you're not living properly. You know what I mean? Like you ain't living the way we're supposed to be living, but you're making fun of Rasta like you so you so so what it then does is people who are outside of the culture are able to laugh and joke at something that is not funny, especially to me, where I take it as offense. So I definitely think we was ahead of our time in calling this out. Stephen, what, what exactly are your thoughts? Fuckery, G. Straight up and down, unapologetic fuckery, blood. Yeah? What do I mean by that? We allow... You know what it is? We take the piss out of ourselves, yeah? Obviously, it started with the allergies. The, uh... I call him Keith Lemon. What? I forget his real name, whatever. Keith Lemons, it started with their minds back in the day, 90s, early 2000s, yeah? They were doing their thing. It wasn't right, definitely not, but you can you can see what they did. They kind of jumped on what was hot at the time. So, like, the whole street culture and everything, it was big, it was really bubbling at that time, innit? So they jumped on it. They had characters that took the piss of that, they portrayed that. You had the allergy, you had that Keith Lemon cat doing... Um, Craig David, Michael Jackson, Trisha, you did different black people, yeah? They did that. You can see that they did that. It's kind of it's kind of like they jumped on, rode the wave, and jumped off. Because that Ali G, that Sasha Baron Cohen, he went on to do other stuff. That Keith Lemon guy, he started doing Keith Lemon hard. Like he, he had a show on, I don't know if he still has it. He had that show on ITV. Like that's what that's all he really does now. Like is that one character now. So it's like, we get upset at these characters and things, but it always comes back to us 
and when I say us, I mean a large majority of us not valuing the culture. What do I mean by that? We don't cherish it and we don't protect it. We're too welcoming and too forgiving of everyone else and every other nation. So people like that are able to come in, say, oh, what are you doing over here? This looks interesting. I'm going to take this back to my people and actually make it mainstream popular and I'm going to monetize it and then I'm going to move on to something else. But you move on to something else, that damage is done forever, fam. And then all that's left is for us to try and pick up the pieces. We get upset, we cry about it for a bit. A man can just come out, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you, oh, it's fine. It's all it's all good. It's all forgiven. Come sit with us. Come sit, come sit with us at our table. So the cycle just repeats, repeats, repeats. You got all these waste mans on Instagram now trying to be funny, doing the same bullshit. Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't know nothing about Rasta, fam. They don't know nothing about being pro-back. Everyone wants to jump on this pro-back wave now. The amount of people I saw yesterday who were either there or have been posting stuff since all of this George Floyd and this Black Lives Matter things really started bubbling like pumpkin soup. And I know for a fact you don't live it, blood. I ain't calling no names on here because that's a personal thing. They can do that. They can do what they're doing in it. But I'm saying you don't live it. So what does that show me? People jump on shit when it's popular. We said it yesterday. I said it numerous times to Mark. On, I'm saying it on air now. I've said it off air numerous times yesterday. Even while we were there, I said, yo, look at the turnout. There's bare people who were there just for the sake of it. Because pro black's cool for the time being. People who have never, because we at the Express Truth have always chanted this for the longest. Even when people said, oh, you shouldn't talk this, you know. Oh, there's no lane for it, blah, blah, blah. You're going to upset this person. I don't give a shit, blood. If you're offended, you can suck low and dock low in it and go hide in a back cave, blood. I'm not interested, fam. I don't care. It's not for you, innit? But all of a sudden, people who would have been saying that to us want to come out promoting and chanting, say his name, I can't breathe, and all that. It's like, fam, you don't live this, blood. You don't live this, man. So what's going to go on next week? If if there was a if there was a sudden surge in the popularity of SpongeBob blood, man are doing SpongeBob protests and SpongeBob marches. Are you gonna be there as well? With your yellow makeup on and your square pants? You probably would be, fam. Because you follow this, you go from man's go from trend to trend to trend to trend. Go on, Kate. The fact of this, you are hundred percent right that people are jumping on the bandwagon, and that's why. A lot of these Instagram comedians need to be called out because, you know, they are more, they are damaging more than they are helping. And all of it's just to get a quick microwave, five minutes of fame. These guys, like I said before, if you're really talking about cash, bank for bank, they ain't got it. So what's the point in selling out your people? No other group does that. That's why they, they got called out. Now, Keith Lemon, I stand by what I said in that video that I'm talking to these black comedians because they're taking the culture and making it hard for some child in the middle of Devon or the middle of somewhere that is not heavily or don't have a, a black presence like that and making it difficult for him because your post reaches them areas. And they will make them jokes. And it's happened to me myself with the Ali G thing. It was bad in school. Like, there was actually one boy thinking of it who got into a fight over it when 
the Ali G thing was going on and the boy ended up getting into a fist fight over there mocking him with the Ali G stuff. Now, we're going to address, you know what I mean, Mr. You know, we're always going to address the clown. He wears a clown suit and he is a clown and people always say, oh, you go harsh on my man, but we always have to keep it a thousand percent real. Now, people, John Barnes is finished out here. He's done. His career's done. He went bankrupt. I'm not saying that's a good thing because it ain't, but his career's done. He went bankrupt. His woman left him and he's looking for that relevance. And I think these companies, Sky and ITV and BBC, uh, they're not picking up the phone as much as they used to because of, as mad as it sounds, because of people like us, because of people like us. And when I say us, I'm talking about all ears who are listening to this as well, calling out the nonsense he does on Twitter and that, and BBC are realising he ain't a voice for them. So calling him don't make sense. So that's why you're not seeing him get called about the Black Lives Matter stuff and that. So the reason, let me make it clear what I'm talking about first. He goes onto Twitter and tells Keith Lemon, keep doing it, I found it funny. Keep making fun of my people. I think it's funny. Fam, hold on, I'm going to read it word please, for Please, please yeah. do, Stephen. This, this is what the twat said. But former Liverpool and England footballer Barnes took to social media on Friday, which is today, just hours after video after the video was posted to tell him, message to Keith Lemon, please still do it. Michael Jackson and Craig David, I love it. Fucking prick. Yeah, he's 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 a man who is is dying for relevance and don't get it twisted, people. He knows who Express Truth is. He knows who Express Truth is. And I already said to his people, yo, we would never have that conversation unless it's live on air. Because the way how he'd get caught up on air, he wouldn't trust me. He knows that too. But what it is with him is this. Yeah, we don't care about what he says. He's just irrelevant. Let's not put no power into his words. He's just... Dying for that last bit of relevancy. So anything that offends us, he's on it. So that's why when Liam Neeson makes the comments, he's on it. When there's racism in football, he always takes the unpopular opinion. Does he truly believe those things? I doubt it. Now, what I'm saying is, I can imagine that he's been through, and this is something that I've never said before, I can imagine that he's been through extreme racism that's probably made him the way he is. But all we have to do is stop putting power into his words because these people ain't picking up the phone to him no more. Now, when it comes to football, John Barnes knows what he's talking about because he played at the highest level. So when it comes to football, go on to Sky, go on to BBC and talk about football. Black issues, leave, leave that to people own, that please. know. Leave them and all. Leave that to people that know. Now, this is where it gets interesting. I'm going to ask you first, Stephen, before I comment. What about white chicks? Because the Waynes brothers made white chicks and what a lot of the Twitter people are saying is, well, how come you, we can watch white, chick, white chicks and we find that funny? So why can't you guys watch Ali G and Keith Lemon and whoever else and find that funny? Why is it a double standard? So can you bring some clarity to that for me, please? All right, let's, let's, let's break it down. That's a good question. They're fair. It's it's a fair it's a fair point for you to ask that point. Technically, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a double standard because how many cases are there of a white chicks, for an example, 
where it's the reverse, where it's a black person doing white face. Even from the dawn of time, it's always been white people doing blackface with the introduction of the minstrels back in the day. Because for those that don't know, you know, the minstrels, you, if people remember, yeah, cast your minds back. If people remember the show, Nadi, before he used to um, go toe-to-toe with the elves or whatever it was, it was originally minstrels, you know, that he used to go toe-to-toe with and have issues with on there. So it's always been a thing. That's And how many years ago was that? That's going way back up until now. Like, it's always been a case of white people doing blackface or trying to emulate black culture. White chicks... All right, we've got the example of white chicks. Family, give me three other examples of where black men have done whiteface. I'll wait. I only know of white chicks. There you go. Not trying to say there's not more out of there. There probably is. If someone sat down and compiled a list, you'll probably find that there's more cases of white face, white people doing blackface, than the reverse. Do you know what I'm saying? So when we say, oh, how come we can laugh at white chicks, though? Because that's that's one case, or one case out of five, when there's probably been hundreds of cases. And when I say hundreds, I can say hundreds, because if you're going back to minstrel times and everything, that means there would have been undocumented cases of this happening. This has been happening since the dawn of time, Led. You get me? And even when we were first allowed to be in film, what was it? We had to make clowns of ourselves. We had to make fools of ourselves. It's always dumb stuff like, oh, I was going to shine your shoes for your mesa. And... Stealing pies and all this, you know, all this kind of cooling shit. Even when we were first allowed in, allowed into Hollywood, like it was dumb stuff, blood. Or the the white researchers got kidnapped and the black savages were gonna eat them because they were cannibals. All kind of dumb stuff, blood. So like, don't get your knickers in a twist because it happened to you. But this is what I'm saying. That's a whole. That's case on point. Why you're bringing up white chicks because you don't like it, and that's only one case of it. It's not nice, is it? It happens to you. Oh, what about white chicks? I find that really offensive. All right, if you stop, we'll stop. How about that? Call the truce. You don't do it. We won't do it. Well, let me jump in there. All right, so the way I look at it is with this, and I had to think about it before we started the show. I had to think about this, people. White chicks and Ali G and Keith Lemon are different to blackface, like, don't, like, white chicks is different to blackface. Now, I'm not making an excuse for it because I'm sure a lot of white girls would have found that them two characters offensive. But let me break it down, what I'm talking about. White chicks was aimed at Paris Hilton and her sister. They were making a mockery, a, a, a parody of how Paris Hilton and her sister behave. Whereas Ali G was making a no, mockery. Not, it's not even to cut, yeah. It's uh, Nicole Richie from not her sister. Oh, it's Nicole Richie. Oh, okay. Yeah, remember right. they, them, they had that idiot show together in it, them two. All right, so Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie. So Stevens just clarified. So that's who the Waynes brothers were making fun of. Them two girls who had a show as Steven just confirmed. So they're making fun of them. But did they go too far? Probably, yeah. They probably did. But then all these other things, Ali G and Keith Lemon and all these other things, even Face Jacker, even Face Jacker, 
made fun of whole cultures. So you sitting here in England as a white woman can't really be offended by white chicks. You can't be because it's aimed at Nicole Richie and Paris Hilton. Whereas Ali G is aimed at all of us. And what Ali G tried to, to do is say, nah, I'm not talking about black people. I'm talking about people that act like black people, like Westwood and people like that. You never made it clear. In, you didn't make it clear. You never made it clear because where, why would Westwood say, is it because I is black? Why would Westwood say that? So if you ask me, you were making fun of black people. So that's why I think, but the thing, the fact of the matter is, the white chicks thing for me was something where they targeted them two girls. And we're talking how many years ago, and Stephen rightly said, we can't think of any other cases. Anyone who wants to write anything in the comments or anything, I can't think of any other cases of actors doing that to anybody else. Now, do I think Keith Lemon needed to apologise? No. I don't think, I don't want to see now people apologising for things they've done 20 years ago. Because at the time, and before all of this has come up, you never thought it needed to be apologised for. So unless it's coming from the bottom of your heart, it's pointless apologising. Like these people... Yeah, and when I say these people, I mean everyone who's involved in this bandwagonist thing that's going on now. Don't apologise just because we're going through this pro-black, uh, all of this stuff, Black Lives Matter stuff now. Like, this is terrible, man. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, this is starting to become embarrassing where people are just jumping on it because of, I think it's going to end up becoming a joke, you know, if it carries on like this. Like, unless you're with it, and you truly want to see change, just stay in your corner. So I don't think Keith Lemon really needed to or should have apologised. Like, don't just apologise now because black people are starting to feel away. You see what I'm saying? I mean, because black people are starting to rise up. And it's not even... When I say rise up, I'm not talking about marching or protesting. That's not rising up. The looting in America, like I've said before, that's just a small percentage. But none of this stuff's rising up. What's the only thing that's rising up is living in the future, like going forward and moving a certain way. That's the only way things will change. And it, like I said, I'm going to say it straight. Like a policeman kills a man. Yeah. And then you go to the justice system to get justice. That's like a man's son killing a man and you're wanting justice from his dad. That's not going to happen. That police is the son of the system. So we know that the system was not created for us. So the only thing I'm saying is create your own system. We see what the Asians have done. They created their own system. Create our own system. That's all I'm saying. That's the answer right there. Create your own system. Create your own system and you don't have to worry about what's going about what anyone else thinks. You don't need help from anyone else. Just create your own system. That's all that needs to happen. But this whole everyone marching and uh, I'm black and proud and uh, I'm all... If you weren't saying that before, don't say it now. Like, all these tech reviewers, don't get me wrong. Like, for me, Marcus Brownlee, you're one of the best tech reviewers, but I've been following him for years and he's never spoke about nothing to do with black issues ever. Don't just jump on it now because everyone else is. Casey Neistat, you don't speak about black issues, so don't speak about it now. 
It's because it's popular to do. They're seeing Nike, they're seeing Adidas, they're seeing mm. all these companies. So they're saying it's safe to come out. When before, the only mans that were coming out was mans that were that were the ones who they said were creaming their face with shea butter and all them things and wearing dashiki and all them things. Yes. No one was coming out before. It was a very lonely place. You know what the saying used to be? A black conscious mind is a lonely mind. It was a very lonely place before all of this. So when you're out of these marches and you see the man and saying, you've never been on it before, ever. Some men don't live it, fam. The amount of people I've seen, like I said earlier, posting and marching. It's like, fam, you, this is all well and good. Like, you're jumping on it because it's popular. But you don't live this, blood. It's not even... It goes beyond not even just saying it before, family. You don't live it at all. Like, what are you trying to... What do you do in your day-to-day that will try and eventually, or even down the line, help the black struggle? Nothing, fam. If anything, you contribute to it. Because mans aren't living right, fam. We're going to give you something because we did some further research because we were, well, I was complaining that we didn't have black banks within the UK. Done some digging and discovered that there's six, yeah? There's the FBN Bank, which is wholly owned the First Bank of Nigeria, POC, with offices in the heart of London, yeah? There's the... Grantry, I can't even read today. Uh, Grantry Trust Bank UK, which is one of the leading financial services providing in Nigeria. There's the Ghana International Bank. There's the UBA Capital Europe Limited. There's the Zenith Bank, the Union Bank, and the Union Bank. So that's six. And most of these have been backed by... African countries are founded by people of African countries. So there's six on it. If you really want to make change on it, and, uh, that would really be putting your money where your mouth is, man. Because if you could build up these banks, maybe one day, fingers crossed, there could be a NatWest fam, or a HSBC, or a Lloyds, or a Halifax. Reality. And another thing I noticed in the protest is, the protests, it needs to just be clear that it's not, this is not a phase. This is not a phase. Like, everyone should love themselves, whether you're white, black, Asian, whatever you are, whatever religion, it has to, it can't, you got to love yourself no matter what nationality. Whoever you are, you should love yourself. And that's all that, that's all that, needs to be done love yourself and and love your people and then you can start to love everybody else too that's all that's ever been that's the only thing that the world needs you see what i'm saying all of this now because of the historical events it has created a thing where a lot of people hate themselves and a, a lot of what's going on now that's why it's going on because a lot of men hate themselves and are and are scared to don't see another man as his, as his brother, and are scared in certain ways. Like that's what I genuinely feel, and that's why we're in this position now because enough is enough now, man. With a lot of the stuff that's going on, like it's a different time. Things things have to change, but I don't need 
a co- I don't need a, a, a big company to tell me that. I don't need a celebrity to tell me that. You should know that in your personal life. These are the things, what you see what I mean? You should know that in your personal life. And what was shocking to me is like, and I'll elaborate on it, like a lot of people, even with this podcast, said it was too black. And they don't mean it's too black in the sense of even the probably the content. They're probably talking about even just the host. Mans have said that. It's too black or man. So what do they want us to do? Get a white guy out? A lot. Of, that, I'm just telling you the facts. A lot of people want to stay away from being linked or seen as, you know, that this is things that I spoke about in the um the video. A lot of people don't want to, and it, this is a big problem. They don't. They think it devalues whatever they're doing, being seen as black. They think it devalues them and. That's an issue that we need to fix. No one can fix that. It shouldn't take a white man to tell you to love yourself. There was a lot of white people at that march yesterday. And it don't take them to tell a black man to love himself. You should know to love yourself. Exactly. This is why we were saying, and I don't even know how many shows we've done on this topic now. On previous previous shows this week, why why that's just, that's what I, I and I still can't wrap my head around it I don't know why you people were looking for white people's validation during this time because in essence that's what it looks like to me even if you're calling out someone trying to say nah it's because they profit after black culture yeah they do but like them talking out or saying sorry how's that gonna help just like we said with the whole Keith Lemon thing how is you apologizing now gonna help because you didn't want to apologize until Trisha's daughter pressured you in it from the sounds of it. Because if I'm following the story correctly, you put out a statement about the injustice and et cetera, et cetera, about the BLM movement. And um, my girl's daughter called you out. There was backlash. And then man issued an apology. So that seems like it can be nothing but coerced. So keep that firm. And and another thing, I want to make it clear, like, I want to make this clear like with this all lives matter thing yeah the reason why people are saying black lives matter they're not saying black they're not saying only black lives matter what the issue is this people that black people have had it real bad real real bad historically very bad. Like, I don't think you can even imagine. Like, a lot of minds need to actually go out there and do and look into the history of my ancestors. Just look into the history of my ancestors of what they went through just for being black. Just do that. Anybody who's not black, just please go and look into the history of our ancestors and what they went through, what they went through. It's not trying to play the victim card. It's not trying to play the race card. Just look at what they went through for being black. Now, once you do that, look at in today's world and look at a lot of the injustices and things that have taken place today. That needs fixing. That needs fixing, people. It's not about, this ain't about you know, um, this race is better or that race is better. It's about, yo, this actually happened. This is something that went on. So the facts are this. 
when you say all lives matter, yes, of course, everyone's life matters, but we're trying to sort out the issues that are plaguing our community. I don't want to hear guys talking about... I remember when Lee Rigby got killed, we did a show. Family. Saying how the man... Like, we yeah. done a show. Like, we speak out on all things bad that happen, but the facts all are this... All social injustices, man. The facts are this. People need to learn the history. Once you learn the history, then we can conversate. All the black man wants is an equal playing field. That's it. I'm not even, me, I'm not, if, if it's down to me, I'm not even asking for, I don't care if we get treated fairly on, on the side of anyone else. All I'm saying is build your own. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying build your own. I'm not knocking the door of a mansion to rent a room. I'm getting brick by brick to make a small, a small flat. That's the way we think, but I'm saying, yeah, I understand why some people want an equal playing field. So it's not nothing to do with anything else. Like I don't, so I don't like seeing people like, or uh, people pulling the race card. What race card? There is no race card. There would be no such thing as a race card. Remember this, it's somebody who one day said, those people are less than. It's someone who said that one day, you know, what created everything we're going through today. Someone somewhere looked and said, those people are less than, we're going to treat them less than. Now, I'm just, I, I said this yesterday at the march, during slavery, not all white people had slaves and not all white people hated black people. There was white people that were like vegans who were like, this is wrong, what you lot are doing to black. There was white people like that. You know what I mean? That's a fact. There was white people that were like, yo, these men, stop, stop, there shouldn't be slaves. And that were trying to fight the court. There was white people that actually tried to free slaves and all of that. I know that I don't, it don't get spoken about a lot. But the facts are this, that we call out the nonsense. We call it out. We call out the gang members. We call out the, the, the ones who are trying to fight the Arab man's struggle. We call out all of it. We call out all, we call out everything. If you go through our extensive catalogue of podcasts, we call it all out. I remember when Lee Rigby died and I remember those two boys saying, you're in our lands. And we were like, what lands are these men on about? You're from somewhere in Nigeria or something. But those men's got radicalised in prison, which is something we've spoke about again. You see what I'm saying? It's something we've spoke about again. I think we're probably one of the most consistent platforms that give out that un unbiased commentary on society. A lot of other people, a lot of your other part, just look through your podcast list. A lot of them guys have already been brought out. They've been sponsored by somebody where they can't say that because if they do, they can get a phone call. Yo, I'm pulling my sponsorship. Whereas we are self-made yeah, as far as we do everything ourselves, instead of us using a man's studio, we make our own. Instead of us borrowing a man's camera, we buy our own. Instead of us paying a man to fly a drone, we buy our own and learn. Like, so we're practicing what we preach. And the facts are this, like, if our economy was stronger, we would be thriving a lot, much more, a lot more. But the facts are this, like, it's not popular to do that. 
like a lot of other people, their podcasts are just about whatever's popular at the time. Just whatever nonsense is going on, that's what their podcast is about. Nothing to do with anything else. No, they don't speak about injustices no money. How Nobody. many of them were even at a march, fam? Or exactly. protesting? Exactly. And if they are, let's be honest, Stephen, a lot of it's photo ops. It's man. a photo op, man. It's photo ops. Like, let's go in there and stand up and take a picture in our mask. And you see what I mean? A lot of them don't usually use their platform and not even just podcasts. A lot of these musicians, like, these social influencers. Like, I said it to this girl yesterday. I said, like, yo, all gang members, past and present, like, you're a waste of space. Like, unless you've changed your life, because I understand that a lot of people's minds were poisoned. And if you can come out and admit that your mind was poisoned, then I've got a lot of respect for you. But or outside of that, i got no respect for none of these gang members. I don't fear none of them. Never have feared none of them. The only reason I was scared to be amongst them is that I don't really want to do a life sentence because that's the only way it's going to end. But none of these men are bad. Any man who's out there and his sole purpose is hating another black man, hating anybody in general, but hating another black man a couple miles away from you, to me, you're just you're just the bottom of the barrel. I ain't got no respect for that kind of brother. Never have, never will. Never have, never will. I seen, I seen men's. Let's get, let's talk about Birmingham for a second. Yeah, a lot of people ain't listening to Brom stories, yeah? I see men hiding underneath gang banner banners that were cowards, man. A disay I seen a disabled you who was hiding underneath a gang banner robbing people. And I'm saying, are you mad? I don't care if he was under the mafia banner. I'll throw him in traffic. But because these people, we're so poisoned to be scared of a few wolves. You know what I mean? We're terrified. We terrified, so these mans plagued our community for years, damaged our community. And what I'm saying is, they these gangs are what you know about from these cities. So if you go to like a certain city, it'll be like, ah, oh, this gang. Like, but when injustices happen, these men ain't on the front line. So they get no respect for me. And I call it all out, call it all out, and then go out and be amongst the people in the march yesterday, chilling. See what I'm saying? Doing what we do. Because the only way the black man can move forward, and I'm not saying that, of course, of course, crime will happen in any community. But if you're willing to throw your life away for nothing, throw it away for a good cause. You see what I'm saying? Throw it away for a good cause. Now, before I pass you back over, Stephen, a man said in the chat on the last live stream, that would I have done that? Would I have done that if I was there? Now, what I'm saying is this. We won't get into that. But what we will get into is we've seen many videos of, like, boys stabbing each other and all kind of things. If they were there, would they throw their life away just as easily for a proper cause? Now, let me ask you the question. Stephen, do you think them guys would throw their life away for a proper cause or would they say, it's not my, I don't know this guy. It's not my family, man. They'll be the first ones on Snapchat, fam. Exactly. The only thing I was going to address was the whole people trying to distract us right now. And they're trying to distract us because coincidentally, they're suddenly bringing back up this Madeleine McCain thing, fam. 
talking about some German geezer might be their key suspect and all of that. And I've seen people online saying, "Blood, what are you talking about? Like, no one cares. If this was a if this was a black girl or any other race of child, would they still be going on about it? Why is it 13 years later? And now they're trying to say, oh, she's dead and all of that. Because I believe the, they, were trying, they were saying online that the publications the day, I think it was the London March, the Hyde Park March, there was a few publications that spoke about it and were spoken about, speaking about John Boyega and stuff. But most of them were about uh, Madeleine McCain. Again, and then there's also been people online talking about, oh, the Lee Rigby thing, but oh, he didn't get, there wasn't no parade and march for him. It's like, blood, why would they be? Them waste men were arrested and sentenced immediately. Justice was served. And it was, and for those trying to say, oh, but he was killed by black man. Yeah, it wasn't a racial thing, though. If anything, that was a terrorist attack. Those were two deluded guys who would have run down on anyone. If that's the case, then we need to look at everything like that. Let's look at the Westminster attack like that. Why wasn't there a protest for that? Let's look at all of these, because that was an act of terror. Don't try and make it a racial thing. And that is a religious thing as well. Let's keep it real, Stephen. That is a religious thing. Like, those yeah, yeah, big they weren't doing I'm that. Saying, I, it was still... It, all, all, yeah, it was. It was. I'm not shying away from that. But I'm just saying, all of... No, for people who are trying to say, like, oh... Cause people, cause I know people are trying to twist it and make it racial in it, cause you know the guys were black. But I'm saying that's it was yeah, it was it was religious, but it also falls under the umbrella of terrorism. That's that's what he's classed as a terrorist attack, cause them man's were just on the road looking to do over anyone they could, and they got so, called out, and we when we addressed that heavily. So don't don't go there, man. The man's oh, get yeah. the man's get called out like those guys. I'm surprised that they really surviving in, in prison as well. Maybe they're under, like, some strict, you know probably, what I mean? I think they're, in, they're probably in some, some kind of psychiatric... If they're in prison, they're probably in a psychiatric wing or they're in a uh, mental facility, fam, because they're not all there at all. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, if that guy, if that police... More power was given to people to protest this, this thing because if that police that done the George Floyd thing would have gotten arrested straight away, first degree murder straight away, then people probably wouldn't even be protesting. Then secondly, this happens like all the time. Like all the time this happens. Like it's like they're constantly killing these guys. Like it's nothing like just killing them and then getting away with it. So of course you got to expect that one day, you see what I'm saying? Someone's going to, it's going to blow up. Like, I, if I was, like, a police or a police chief or something or some kind of person working in that sector, I would expect that, yo, one day these people are going to turn on us, you know. Now, they haven't turned on anyone either. Like, all of that stuff that happened in America, that wasn't no uprising. Marching and protesting isn't no uprising. But every time, what I'm trying to say is, like, when people are like, oh, the race card, oh, all lives matter. Like, if we're talking about America, they've tried to do their own thing and even then it wasn't allowed. They tried to have Black Wall Street. They tried to have great leaders that were leading them and every time they get taken out, and I don't want to hear, no, oh, a black man took him out or nothing like that. Like, they've tried to separate and do their own thing and do all of that, but then that's not allowed. It's like, you don't want man to uplift themselves but at the same time, you don't want to lose man's either. You, like, you don't want us to do anything. 
besides get besides be a victim and the gingerbread man can't keep falling victim to the fox that's a fact in any walk of life in any walk of life if you bully a person eventually it will blow up trust me nobody no one can take mental abuse for too long nobody sometimes someone will just say it's not worth it or rather whether it's in a job school college uni sports Funny. whatever it is the person you look upon as weak will eventually blow and that's how it goes and with the black man it's been you know there's a lot of internal issues too that i blame on what's happened historically as well i blame a lot of it on what's happened in the past not all of it but a lot of it there is a lot of internal issues and luckily I'm one of the people who's looking at that. I'm not looking nowhere begging for nothing or begging for no sympathy or nothing. I'm just trying to tell black people, wake up and love yourself and build your own. That's all I'm saying. Like build your own. And what I mean by build your own, I'm not saying separate, but I'm saying just build your own. Build Become your own. or have. I'm not saying 100% of your life, but have even 20% where you're building your own like every other group does. I always use the Irish as an, as an example. They build their own. Now, I noticed that, and I want to speak about this as well, Tyson Fury gets on Good Morning Britain. Instead of this moment is about what's happening to black people, that's all this moment's about. If it's about gay people, if it's about Irish, if it's about Polish, if it's about whatever, we are going to talk about that. But Pierce or whoever it is, ask him the question. Oh, what do you think about Black Lives Matter? Oh, it's not just black people. Oh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a gypsy and this happens to me, which I think was not true anyway. But it's like, yo, as a gypsy, unless you're like a strong Irish accent or Romanian or whatever, how do we even know you're a gypsy? Like if I seen Tyson Fury now, only because he calls himself the Gypsy King, and I'd probably even, if I seen Fury right now, before he said that, I'd have been like, yo, Fury, what are you saying, man? Yo, let's take a quick snap. You see what I'm saying? I don't care where he's from, but what I'm trying to say is he's making up like, oh, I'm getting a struggle. And I understand it said no blacks, no Irish, no dogs. I do understand that. But he speaks with an English accent. So they ain't even going to know that you're nothing to do with that. So you're, you're comfortable. You can't hide being black can't hide being black man Stephen what are you saying listen this is what I'm saying this is what I'm saying when I heard that because you were telling me about that yesterday when I heard about that I thought it was some bullshit because I said blood the man couldn't have been that stupid to bring that up oh we, man get uh, discriminated against and wait, 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 family you probably do get certain discrimination but that's probably not even because you're a traveller that might be because a man don't like Irish or a man don't like Romanians or whoever your lineage may come from, blood. Nine times out of ten, you're gonna be nice because you're white. You get me, regardless. So even if, let's say let's say you were getting mad discrimination, yeah, you would still be in a better position than a black man because you're white. That's just the ugly truth, and it. People are gonna moan in the comments, no, 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 but that's the truth. You're you so you from your white. That's your passport, and anything else. For the most part, you can hide. So if you feel like your sexuality might might get you um unfair treatment or maybe your nationality, 
You can hide it for the most part because you're white. I can't turn off this blackness, fam. Doesn't matter if you meet me in a person and I'm speaking slang or I'm speaking proper English. I'm speaking with every comma and every full stop. I can't turn off my blackness. That judgment is made from the moment people's eyes sit on man's skin. So, like, it's it's nowhere near the same, blood. I don't want to hear that mess, fam. I don't want to hear that mess. That's a fact. That's a fact. So that's where we at, man. And trust me, these situations like this, I, I'm wondering how long this will last for because at one point, it's like this year has been so messy because, like, one big block of it's been corona. We start to come out of corona now. A big block of it is about George Floyd. And what I'm trying to say is this. It's like, yo, these things should be getting fit, should be getting sorted out now. You see what I'm saying? We're not back in the 50s or the 40s or like these things. We shouldn't even be having these problems anymore. See what I'm saying? You don't think we want to be on here laughing and joking and talking about things that are lighthearted as well. But we can't ignore and it don't take Nike or Adidas or Ben and Jerry's or any of those companies to speak about the oppression of black people for us to wake up and talk. We're talking it normally, which you, as you understand, you get pushed into a corner. When you talk like that, you get put into a corner, your algorithm gets shut down. You see what I mean? All of that happens when you speak, but it's just not who we are. You see what I'm saying? It's just not who we are, but the facts are this, though. A lot of other people, they only speak about it because it's popular to do so. Next week, they'll be promoting ratchet culture. To what I'm saying. Next week, it'll be, they'll be on whatever's going on. Next week. Bible facts. And that's the prob- that is the problem right there. You have to live it. And the facts are, the march in Birmingham yesterday showed us that a lot of other groups can see that it's real. The struggle's real and they understand. And I was saying this, walking back from the march again, Mm -hmm. that that one video, look look how much people it brought out in Brum, alone. That one video showing a man. Now, the way I see, I just look at it like, that person didn't even care. Like, that's not something that is normal. That's something that, that's normal to him, but it's something that he has got a something in him that looks at that man as less than. That's what we're trying to fix. But with me, I don't even care about being seen as that. I just care about us building our own. If we have to sacrifice being looked upon, like I'm on the Negro League flex. Like back in the day, all those guys that were playing baseball, they couldn't get into the, um, what's it called? The N... The major leagues. Yeah, the ma- they couldn't get into the major league baseball thing. So they That's made the they Negro, Negro League. Leagues. So they yeah. went and made, and when the Negro League started popping, those guys started, you see what I'm saying? But well, I'm on that flex. Family, not even to cut, yeah? yeah. But that's how, they, that's how they usually kill off our things, you know? Because even when you have the means to set up your own thing, it gets popping. And they started scooping mans from the Negro League. That's why the Negro League eventually died off, you know? Exactly. And then, and then what happened after that? What happened after that? They went to Cuba and the Dominican Republic and got them mans because they were like, oh, these mans play like the Negroes do, but we can pay them less. This is my whole thing. This is what I'm saying. That unless we're on it, 
unless we're on it, like I'm just looking at it as, as on that level though. Like, yo, I ain't gonna knock. I'll just do my own thing, and it might take longer to build, but at least I own it. Do you see where I'm coming from? Like, so that's the way I look at it. Like, that's just the way I look at it, man. So, I don't know, people. It's something that will we see change off the back of this? And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I think this is a popularity contest now. I'm not well, gonna all lie. this money being raised, sorry to even cut you from all this money being raised, we gave out six banks, send it to why don't you why don't we set up an, uh, a Black Lives Matter account in one of them banks and send all this money being raised to them? You get me? Because I keep hearing all of these organizations like Mark was saying, Ben and Jerry's, I saw their statement today, and everyone's like, Yeah, man, blood people, so, you know what it is? We're so easily pleased as well. Because I saw that Ben and Jerry's one, and underneath it in the comments, all of us, yeah, man, mad thing. This is why Ben and Jerry stays in my freezer, you know. I'm like, blood, are you an idiot? They're a corporation who has an image, so they have to appease to whatever's happening socially. So their sales stay high. Like, come on, man. If you knew better, you'd do better, blood. But you, man's not know nothing, blood. You near me up literally like it is ice cream, blood. Oh, oh, Nike tweeted a thing. Oh, Adidas tweeted a thing. Everyone's saying, oh, for the next five years, we're going to give a million. To who, blood? Show me the receipts. That's like me jumping on and saying, oh, you know what? My thing. I'm right. Man's not giving 100K to Black Lives Matter, fam. Man can say anything, fam. Because after I say it, who can prove that I didn't do it? And plus, like you said, how is, he, is how's that money being distributed as well? Like, when I see the bank say, oh, we donating a billion to change. Like, where, who, and that billion there can, who's that going to to help change? Like, you know what it is? We know what it is, man. It's all good. People. That's truth, innit? We're going to see, like Mark said, we'll see if this continues. Well, you know what? We'll have an update next Thursday on the podcast, and we'll see if this is continuing or everyone's on to the next thing. Yeah, man, that's it, man. People. Make sure hit, to hit that like button and wherever you can hit it. Um, Spotify crew, we see the numbers growing on there as well. Massive shout out. Yeah, man, I love that. People, it's the Express Truth Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Express Truth Show.